This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Angrez apna lagan and news laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte when the public pays the public is served and when advertisers pay advertisers served welcome to news laundry hafta I'm Abhinandan Sekri before I introduce the panel to you today I'd like to apologize to the subscribers of news laundry that they had problems downloading last week's hafta via the app while you could listen to it through the browser on the iOS app on certain versions of the depending on which iOS version you were on it wasn't downloading we fixed it we're working on a completely new podcast player the problem is that because we have a paywall all the podcast player that already exists that we can just bung on to our website do not have a paywall capa- capability so we cannot put stuff some stuff behind the paywall and some in front and as you know some of our podcasts are behind the paywall and some are not so i'd like to apologize to you thank you for your support you mean everything to us we are creating a player that is going to be completely smooth and work like makhan as anil kapoor say jhakas with that thought let me introduce the panel to you we have our consulting editor and house scientist anand ranganathan hello we have manisha pande here hello that's the only introduction you're going to get now awj yes and we have anand vardhan every hello. hafta you do this and we have madhu trehan hi Joining us soon is going to be Sushant Sareen. He is a strategic affairs analyst, is a regular panelist on many debates that you see. He is a senior fellow at Vivekananda International Foundation. It's a Delhi-based think tank. I'll tell you more about him as we move forward. He's also a regular columnist for News Laundry. Also to my Punjabi brother, brr, besakhi di lakh lakh vadaiyan. Are ho jaye, chak de gilli, fat de whatever and have lots of gut drunk. Okay, bye. ठीक है यू नेवर सेलिब्रेट तमिल फेस्टिवल कुलभूषण यादव Tibet and China again become a big deal and Arunachal Pradesh is also in that embroglio Maya could not need to examine 14 persons including Amit Shah as a defense witness in the Rola massacre case Trump's vision of the world and what he said after he bombed Syria but uh, UP's anti-Romeo squads and Haryana also launches operation Durga for women's safety I don't know how safe women will feel I've seen what these anti-Romeo squads do to the women. Then uh, the Modi government's minister's statement that if a person can only eat two prawns, why should he be served six? This has caused lots of consternation on on social media. I'd like to talk about this. Is it okay or is it not? And Suresh Chauhan, ke uh, Manisha Pandey's favorite <laughs> editor. <laughs> I was the first to discover him, the you, glorious Chavan K. You were the Subhash guy to his Madhuri Dikshit. Exactly. So, so. <laughs> is there a bucket <laughs> where I can throw up? <laughs> <laughs> so he's been arrested for spreading communal tension or hatred or whatever else it is. Uh, that and more. What else? Whatever else we'd like to discuss. And two letters, mails from our subscribers. Let's get straight into it but first on a slightly serious note let's get this out of the way cuz it's kind of macabre 
and I'd like to have everyone's view on this because I was listening to this podcast um, and I was just wondering what I would do. But since I've never been an editor-in-chief, I thought I'd ask all you people who are more editorially inclined what you would do. Madhu, mm. see this photograph. For those of you who can't see it, I'm showing to her the the cover of the French newspaper, uh, I don't know, Liberation, Liberation. Liberation. Huh. Where they had the photograph of the Syrian gassed children. I don't know whether all of you have seen this photograph. It's a really disturbing photograph. It's been reprinted by lots of people, Time magazine. My God. But they were the so first ones to print it. It's all. It almost looks like a painting. Yes. Because the children are children pale and white. And they look like they're the floating. Headline. And they are all dead. Yeah. And one of them is in this stuck in this pose. And they got a lot of criticism for publishing this photograph. Mm. And this is a French magazine saying that if they were French kids, would you show it? Because, you know, Americans don't show their own bodies. We haven't seen a single 9-11 body other than the diving man, which also was then not used. So I'll just tell you what their photo editor said. He said, why we showed it? Ordinarily, we wouldn't show any picture that is so disturbing. And it is very disturbing. It's really sad. Even someone as insensitive as me gets a bit disgusted by this. I mean, just the inhumanity of it. So um, he says that Asad claims he's not doing all this. The photograph shows that he's lying. We wouldn't show a terrorist bombing because we're not saying that the children The statement the French government gives whenever a bombing takes place is that yes, 20 people died. We're not denying they died. So we don't want to show their photographs. Here, the logic behind using the photograph is Asad is claiming that I have not gassed my own kids. And the photograph is disproving his lie. That is the logic they give. Madhu, let me start with you and then we'll go that way. Anand, Vardhan, Manish, Anand. Does that logic hold? Would you use that photograph? And what does it say to you? And generally, Syria, any other comments? You know, as far as my memory goes back, this argument, uh, I was first exposed to it in my journalistic career. Uh, when Newsweek carried the little five or six-year-old girl running in the Milai massacre, where her clothes had melted off her. The only thing was left was the elastic on her waist around her. And she was, her skin was burning and she was screaming in, in pain and horror. And of course, this argument came up that would you show this if this was an American child? And should we show such kind of thing? So again, with the baby on the beach, the same argument came up that would we show this if it was a white child? There is a differentiation, I think, in the Western media, in the rather comfortable ability to show other cultures pain, and in their own, they are a little more cautious. As you mentioned in 9-11, there were horrific photographs that never, because we saw them in documentaries, mm. but those stills they never made were it never to made it to newspapers or magazines, or even the internet, actually. Most of them were, were kind of, there was a quietus on it. Um, so when your own pain is so great, then your journalistic reasons for showing somebody else's pain seems to st step up more. But so I think that I do agree that there is a difference. A double standard. In, there. there is a double standard. However, I do feel as a journalist that these things must be shown because they bring the pain. Because we're not there for pretty pictures. We're not there to show good things. We're there to show this is how bad it is. And like Einstein said and uh, Edmund Burke said basically the same thing. Burke said that all it means is good people to do nothing. Hmm. And, right. 
and uh, Einstein also said the pretty much the same thing. So I think it's important that we put nationalities aside in this situation and say that this is unacceptable okay. to any person with any kind of humanity. Okay. And it's important to and show moving it. Moving on to Anand, I just have to add one thing that sometimes, or Madhu, maybe you just weigh on that before we move on to Anand. In some cases, that's what the perpetrator of the crime wants. ISIS wants you to show that. Na? ISIS wants that beheading to be shown. And can I translate the so headline? What yeah, they've written? What does the headline say? Uh, they says that this is um, the liberation uh, uh, regime of Syria is responsible for a chemical attack that caused uh, the death of little ch young children, 74 young children, hmm. and contaminated, meaning injured, at least 500 others. Anand, your view on would you use this and does their logic work for you? See, it has uh, something to do with eye becoming our primary sense in because we are living in visual times and eye has become our primary sense. If uh, this magazine would have not uh, published it, it would have anyway found its way to social media. So uh, there is no way you could have stopped it from being printed. Me, on social media, you come across a lot of uh, stuff which are more macabre than this. Uh, it, now, contextualizing it in the Indian scene, you see in 2001, uh, Frontline came for a lot of criticism for publishing uh, the picture of a girl buried in Afghanistan. And uh, that may have to do with the strong anti-American sentiment that Frontline carries. And uh, But uh, uh, the explanation that Enram game gave was uh, pretty cliché that a picture stands for thousand words. But given a chance, I would not publish it because a better or a moving piece would be the recourse of a print publication. But again, I, I, it, it has appeared also because of the visual times we are living in. I see. Thanks, Anand. Uh, just letting your listeners know, joining us now is Sushant Sarin. Hi, Sushant. Hi. For those of you who are regular watchers of television news, you have probably seen Sushant regularly on debates. Screaming away. That, that's my claim to notoriety. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> they, so they just put an image to it. Now now they'll hear your voice and they can get the rest. And uh, so uh, Sushant, like I mentioned, is a fellow at Vivekananda International Foundation. He started his career with the Indian Civil Services for Railways and quit within a year. Like Arvind Kejriwal, so there's a similarity there. <laughs> He then, he then joined public. This is the second day you've taken it. <laughs> Who he hates. In as many minutes. Yes. <laughs> uh, he joined the public opinion trends, bought news that he ran as executive editor for the longest time. He has been associated as a consultant on the Pakistan project on the Institute for Defense Studies and Analysis. Uh, besides, many people say he's one of the foremost experts on Pakistani affairs in India. And I suspect that he has the ear of important people on Pakistan policy. <laughs> Uh, though, if that's the case, Pakistan should be nuked soon. <laughs> My lips are sealed. <laughs> <laughs> and Sushant also... But your fingers it. are twitching. <laughs> of course they are. 
He's also the author of The Jihad Factory, Pakistan's Islamic Revolution in the Making. And I would also like to tell you, he is the brother of my co-founder at Small Screen and News Laundry, both. Third. Mm, that that explains... the third one at notoriety. <laughs> that explains and, everything. I'm sorry, but... when <laughs> me and Prashant set up our production house, we worked out of his office. So, oh. he's responsible for the product that I am today. But their politics are at... Uh, I plead guilty. <laughs> yeah, the politics... I, I hope, Prashant, you charge them for it, for working from your office. No. I treated him like an elder brother, yeah. <laughs> Also, I'm younger than him. So I'm guilty and I got ripped. <laughs> I, got, I became a Kejri Bhakt and he, he became a right-wing aggressive hawk. And anyway, so welcome Sushant. Happy Baisakhi. Thanks. Okay, we're going to be discussing a lot of stuff. We def- especially want your views on this entire Pakistan uh, spy case. The, the, the Kulbushan deaths, Yadav. Uh, yeah, the death sentence that they've given to Kulbushan Yadav. Uh, but before that, we were just discussing this image. I just want to start off by this. And the question we were asking everyone on the panel is that, you know, I saw this image and uh, Time magazine carried a piece on uh, this French magazine that published it. They said that they got a lot of criticism for publishing that you'd never publish French kids like this. They said we did this because Asad claims he's not doing this. So this proves that he's lying. We don't publish it because... We don't claim that, you know, if ISIS has bombed something, that no one died. We are saying 20, right? Yes, we don't show the photographs. But because Asad has claimed no one's died, that is why it's okay to publish. A, would you publish this picture? And B, is there a double standard? Does that logic hold for you? Of course, there's a double standard. Uh, see, the point is, uh, Asad didn't say nobody has died. He just said that I'm not the one who's responsible for what has happened. And the Syrian and the Russian story is... Uh, that there was an aerial bombing, uh, this was a suspected, these are guys who might have been manufacturing these weapons. So that's their story. And this is the fog of war. You don't know who is responsible for what has happened. And uh, let's face it, uh, there have been instances in the past uh, which are what are called false flag attacks. Uh, so you give a dog a bad name and hang him. So uh, frankly, uh, whatever has happened is indefensible, it's reprehensible, uh, but uh, do we know for certainty who is responsible for what has happened? And uh, is there any logic at a time uh, when Asad seems to be on the upswing? Uh, The war is not going against him if it's not exactly going in his favor. Uh, Would he be uh, in a, you know, mood to uh, take a step like this, uh, which certainly he would have known uh, would invite a very severe reaction uh, from all over the world. So, I don't know. Uh, I would uh, wait for some more solid, irrefutable evidence before I'm willing to pass the judgment of guilty. I see. So, But as far as the picture is concerned, again, of course, uh, when it suits... See, it depends on who can shout the loudest. Uh, and uh, depending on, you know, what serves their interest... Uh, that's what is normally done. They they will publish something if they feel uh, that it, uh, it it pushes ahead with their agenda. Uh, and if it doesn't, uh, then you uh, resort to political correctness. So, so you think this image actually, I mean, if you were to strip it off the humanity and emotion, politically, it has swung the pendulum in the West's favor as of now. This Just this image. Well, at least in the West, uh, at least those guys who've been gunning for Assad, uh, people who have been against... Uh, Trump's policy that, look, Assad might not be a nice guy, uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean that, uh, you know, uh, he's the reality. And we need to uh, understand 
who is the real enemy at this point in time. Uh, this was a mistake which was done in Iraq uh, in uh, when the Gulf War started in 2003, uh, at a time when you should have understood uh, the phenomena of Islamist terrorism, uh, Al-Qaeda, uh, fingerprints and footprints all over the world. Did it make sense to depose a guy who might have not been a nice guy, certainly from the American and the Western standpoint, but uh, who was in his own way very progressive, very secular, uh, and uh, somebody who uh, never had any truck uh, with the, the jihadists or the Islamists or the, these kind of characters anywhere in the world. In fact, um, he was one of their worst enemies. So did it make sense to depose him? And then after you deposed him... It gave rise uh, to the ISIS what, and what, the Al-Qaeda. Uh, you know, you created a vacuum uh, which you still haven't been able to uh, fill until now. And you think they're possibly repeating the same mistake in Syria? Absolutely. In, in the case of Syria... Uh, it's a no-brainer what, uh, you know, they uh, maybe not directly, although there are allegations they have been supporting, the Western countries have been supporting some of the more disreputable characters in that area. Uh, but the very fact that some of the people whom they've been supporting, some of the arms they've been giving, have found their way uh, in the hands of some of the disreputable characters. Uh, uh, including uh, there are some people who say that you are creating a conducive uh, environment if not for the IS then at least for the Al-Qaeda because some of the groups which are linked with the Al-Qaeda uh, have, uh, have uh, benefited from American intervention not just in Syria but also in, uh, in places like uh, uh, Libya and then in Yemen the fact that the Americans uh, you know, for reasons of Iran, for reasons of, uh, you know, uh, trying to back hmm. the Saudis. Uh, they have created a situation where the Al-Qaeda has managed to fill up the vacuum in some of the places. So, uh, the American policy really uh, right. boggles the mind. So, now, Manisha. Yeah, I'm not really for using graphic images as a rule. But I do think uh, this particular image really highlights the, you know, the hellish nature of the war. And uh, this is what the liberations editors also said, that we don't really think that we should be doing this on a regular basis. But sparingly, it is important sometimes to put out pictures that really shock you from your... Hmm. That really wake you up and say, look, this is happening. So in this case, I think... I think I would... If I was the editor, I would use this picture. And is there a double standard, you think? Yeah, I do think. I do think there are double standards in the way Western media treats its, its own, own victims. Also its own victims. When it... When the drones... Are, I mean, we still don't know the visual impact of the drone attacks that have happened. We right. don't know when there's a wedding bombed in Afghanistan. We what don't get to like? see the pictures. Right. Uh, so I do think there is a double Anand standard. Yeah, I mean, I, first of all, there is obviously a double standard. Uh, both um, America, uh, American news organizations and the UK news organizations, BBC, they never show such pictures. But as far as I'm concerned, <clears throat> I think it is paramount... Uh, that such pictures should be so shown. Uh, and if you look at, uh, you know, uh, recent history, for example, I can remember the Ethiopian famine, you know, that famous... Uh, the vulture. The vulture waiting where the photographer was so distressed he, he actually committed himself. suicide. Mm. And before that, as well as Madhu mentioned, the Vietnam thing. And uh, there have been so many. And uh, the, the thing about pictures is that it lasts, you know. So what Anand Vardhan says is, is right, which is that it's a, we are living in a visual age. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I think words just cannot match the power of images. Images, and it has been 
like that for uh, you know close to about 70 80 years i mean photojournalism the birth of robert kappa and you know from world war 2 onwards world war 1 so uh, <clears throat> i think images and the thing about images is that you you are left to contemplate what i mean this is a slice of what act of reality and you are unlike in a movie where you're shown what happened just before and what happened just after here you're contemplating Right. So you know it 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 is imprinted in your brain and you're thinking that you know what could have happened what is the repercussion so it kind of that's why it lasts you know the power is immense I think I I mean I agree so, with you the power is immense I think and the west media I believe uses it really well because now um they have kind of been able to convince the world how horrible Assad is because they've kind of been able to convince the world that he's responsible for this so I think it's very politically convenient for them also well, what's the provenance of this picture Sorry, what's the provenance of this provenance picture? Provenance, matlab? How real is it uh, in this oh, day and age of fake news? Oh, that's uh, a good one. Liberation is. Uh, Your question oh, is very footage. There was footage. No. I can show you so many mainstream yeah, that, papers. Yeah, that's in true. India. But there was. <laughs> you can't fake the footage, which was shown on news channels where this baby was gasping for breath. How do you fake that? Uh, no, no, you fake a lot of things. Uh, it, uh, there are so many images. which start doing the i'm not see uh, my question is that while this image is very hideous it shakes you up but the fa- and i agree with what anand is saying that uh, you know it just uh, it shakes you up so much that you are forced to think about the horror to, of what happened or you're happened. forced to choose a side if you want or to you're forced yet. to choose a side but in this day and age because we've seen enough of this uh, Uh, we've seen the top people who we never thought would lie lied about weapons of mass destruction uh, we've seen a whole lot of these See, anything's possible like rigging of evms so yeah so the point is that uh, uh, the picture certainly shakes you up but okay but uh, we don't know now coming to no, the I next mean, there, there's a issue. fair point but let me just add to that yeah, after you know, yeah, i mean one. every uh, you know major event i i believe has to have an image a lasting image associated with it hmm. otherwise people forget i mean you read brilliant articles and i you know i remember robert fisk has written extensively hmm. on syria um and on the refugee crisis there have been so many articles written but you know what what is it that you remember yeah bhopal is that aragurize image on the cover thing, of in demonetization you know we remember that, that old man old man crying yes, okay I, and i got a lot of flack when i uh, you know when i uh, uh, tweeted that image people say oh well you know uh, Uh, the photographer should have helped this man mm-hmm. that's ridiculous the image signifies an age irrespective of how it was clicked who yeah, clicked correct. it whether the person helped the it person or not it has a far bigger yeah. impact manisha you were saying so no the provenance of the image is actually liberation founded on the associated press which is a wire service founded with them and it's a screenshot from a video published by edib media center correct it was a screenshot yeah, a group of, of militants opposed to the syrian and regime and that's also uh, a slightly uh, that's why it has a soft look following the chemicals so it's but i mean what shushant from a video saying, which we don't know so okay but what shushant is saying is also right you remember when the old boy who you know the the bombed and all the plaster on him hmm. so that photo became very famous hmm. it turned out that that was actually kind of staged yeah. so you know one so, has to be yeah, careful so good point I just want to move on to the next issue uh, quickly. Let's move on to something a little light. Uh, Suresh Chawanke. Uh, <laughs> something of light. Joy is looking at me. Sorry, Sushant is looking at me. Who? He's the of Halla Bol. I don't know whether you've seen his interviews. I don't. Now you know I we I've done a tippy on this. You guys can watch it also. Um, he's been arrested now for fanning whatever communal, communal shame or, or, commu- or not communal violence. He's 
Is his funeral speech being curtailed, Madhu? What do you think? I agree with that. I think there is a presumption also of lack of trust with how people will comprehend all these things. You know, there's almost a projection there'll be immediate riots. I think a lot of people have spoken a lot of communal stuff. Hmm. And it's not necessarily true that there have been riots. Most of the riots has been proven many times over that they're engineered. by particular parties one way or the other and i'm not absolving the congress from it so i think giving these people so much attention is a problem for me but there's too think, much of attention on some joker speaks about puts a bounty on the head of mamta banerji then somebody else some other joker says this is becoming like no, a bounty no, on the head has different. to be arrested that's different that's, he's that's imminent he's asking for an Im- imminent act of violence against someone that is no okay the arrest whatever but i'm saying that there is it's become like everyone's motivation to become have get their 15 minutes of fame but that's it, what troubles but me but what do you think of his interviewing skills suresh chavanke you think he's good we <laughs> <laughs> <Okay. laughs> see it on news laundry na <laughs> okay <laughs> brilliant interview Anand, by manish pandey i highly recommend it shridhar speech manish just call me manish pandey manisha <laughs> 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 yes it doesn't uh, warrant an arrest means uh, why arrest means uh, she was right that uh, we exaggerate the impact of uh, hate speech because uh, uh, who are consumers of hate speech people who actually identify with that kind of speech so identity issues are intertwined where wherever he was speaking there might be takers for what he was speaking they, so uh, we uh, underrate the um, constituency to which these people speak and these people have a strong identity issues and uh, uh, the, a, a, anything that he was talking that he was temple with this so they these people really believe in what napol said that uh, we need a corrective to the muslim vandalism mm. we we need a historical process which would be a corrective to muslim vandalism which was rampant in medieval india so that that is my take joy sorry ha huh? adan you were saying something Remember? no i was saying what anand vardhan just said mm. Uh, <clears throat> was purportedly set by Naipaul as well when Babri Masjid came down, mm. which is that it is a corrective measure. Mm. Although um, his friend who was there at the meeting, Farooq Dhondi, denied it. Okay. But I mean, coming back to this, no, I don't it, see it, it, it as a corrective no, no, measure. It, it, it was uh, published in Outlook. It, it, right. He said he repeated it in an interview. Okay. Hmm. What do you think, Joy? See, here's the thing. Uh, I agree with what Madhu is saying. the problem in india is we don't know what free speech is yeah right? i agree people confuse everything people mm. confuse everything so i am all for if somebody's see uh, how do you know whether what somebody saying is actually hate speech or not hate speech until and unless uh, he is 
preaching violence or uh, like the death threat yeah. or a bounty or like but in the even in the case of a bounty what is it about the indian state uh, that uh, my bounty is bad your bounty is good mm. so there was that clown from somewhere in up, UP who he was announced a, he was a, bounty, a, he was a sitting minister right? sitting minister no action taken there is this foul mouthed mulla from calcutta who also announces okay he's, he wants the prime minister's shave and his head to be shaved off mm. uh, but no no action taken against him so my point is please be even handed if there is this kind of incitement to violence by all means uh, throw the book at the person but when you start talking about hate speech now it could be somebody's position that there was a ram temple in ayodhya it was raised down and it was perfectly valid to you know uh, for a tit for tat and that now that you are in a position to rebuild the ram temple you build it mm. now are you going to throw that guy in prison uh, on charges that he's trying to incite hate uh, there could be a historical factor for example even our history is so whitewashed you know that it was all hunky dory in the middle ages uh, nothing bad happened you know we've had this this what some fancy university professor or somebody writing a book that aurangzeb was the best thing which happened to india mm. uh the point is okay that's her opinion but there is, there could be other people who say that look this was not true this is what all happened this is the reality uh, and and there are enough books uh, including accounts original accounts of those times now once you start talking about it uh, but i don't think that actually leads to any repercussions what has led to repercussions of arrests and all is either has someone and of course when titler said todo todo maro maro in odisha and that woman police officer was beaten up nothing happened to him where he gave an immediate order to attack but upa was in power no look, i mean you see i mean and then the whole point so, is that we have become what i call children of clause 2 hmm. i mean as simple as that we can you know shout we can do whatever we want ki this is wrong this is right whatever but we lost the battle uh, you know for free speech with the uh, clause 2 amendment reasonable restriction uh, the clause 2 reasonable restriction yeah. and nehru's amendments as madhu knows uh, in 1951 i think after that everything is just superfluous you know i mean it's just nothing is objective i think what we need is a real movement a mass movement for free speech but we, before we move on manisha so the one I, person who actually has had the good fortune of of meeting this man and actually i've seen his programming so have the i three episodes that he, it is just no and it's not just we may look down upon him we may laugh at him but he this is a news channel on cable television people consume this as news he's a news anchor and the stuff that he's saying is deeply problematic it is not just suggesting that ye kal ki bhagwan ka avatar hoga yahan pe i mean all that is fine that's his position but he's actually he's talking to this acharya who is heading the pit Uh, there's a kalki mandir there so he's heading the peet there and that acharya is very sensible and this guy is asking him like aap to aise musalmano ko rakha hai wo to dogle nikle ab aap kya karenge matlab he's really and this is just yeah, like the beginning one, uh, you see his interview with digvijay saying you see his interview with giriraj and i mean he's so, such a ghatiya first of all okay any go on no hmm. he's ghatiya and i i don't i'm not sure about an arrest i don't have a position on that i'm still not certain i think i do think there needs to be a law to contain stuff that can incite communal violence but 
there is for television programming how does something like this be allowed to exist and there is a problem yeah how, how, how can you stop it any but law. it's a news not, channel there so are certain rules so it's a news channel but he, i mean everyone's news Niku, doesn't have to be our news Niku, huh? see, the i you know i i know where you're coming from but my point is how do you what are the parameters what are the parameters on the basis of which you will decide that somebody is inciting communal violence mm, exactly now the moment you just put this word that inciting communal violence then anything you don't It's like which way. i say even a his- fact of history could, could be actually inciting. be inciting Absolutely. communal violence so i would probably go along with the american system yeah. until and unless you are actually inciting violence immediate threat immediate or you are making a death threat or some kind of threat of violence uh, everything is kosher which means that you can say whatever you want to say there is no blasphemy no, i agree uh, and everybody is free to uh, say uh, what they say uh, and in fact uh, sorry anand you were saying something well and if you don't like it don't see the channel for yes, example sure. i've never seen this channel wow. uh you don't know what you're missing <laughs> i would rather miss it <laughs> Uh, but the point is if you do see the white man when he made the television he made a wonderful instrument called the remote control was hmm. it the yellow man was it the yellow no i think the white man made the television the yellow man developed Wait, it further but whoever made the remote control huh. was the most sensible guy because the remote control is meant so that you can switch the channel which you don't like hmm. so just Correct. switch anand sorry vardhan you were saying the philosophical tense and about the concept of liberty is that to, does freedom of speech include the freedom to offend absolutely so and unless it does it's meaningless uh, freedom to, uh, uh, so that, that uh, but in in india uh, i have seen means gladiators of free speech what they mean by free speech is freedom uh, is agreeability till you agree with them freedom of speech is valued if you don't it is not valued it has been my experience with some of the crusaders of free speech in india yeah, but i think that's also what happens is there's a tendency of you know it's so polarized and so partisan like for example someone who i like a lot and i have you know a lot of respect for that's jaggi now jaggi was opposed to you know he was saying what madhukeshwar pe jo hua it's an assault on a free speech but she has accused shujaat bukhari of taking money now unless she can prove it he's taking up that's a, but at the same time he was okay with arvind kejriwal being taken to court no, it's I, become I so he, partisan that agar arvind pe ho to acha hai uspe madhu mein he conflated two issues there you see the point is um, it is bukhari's right to sue her but at the same time he was also jaggi was opposed to criminal defamation ha huh, but but as that, as that I, is, as as is even i am opposed to yeah. because you know even but I'm at the same time i'm not opposed to bukhari uh, you know suing madhukeshwar oh. that's his right but no. okay no just one thing my problem is i mean leaving the freedom of expression bit what does a news channel do and what is it supposed to be doing and it is not just chavhan k but when you know the z news one of its channels abroad were uh, it was pulled down because they were propagating uh, you know hoax medicine like saying ye kar lo aapka cancer theek ho jayega nahi homeopathy and you have a lot of you have a lot of such shows on uh, indian news channels too ki aap gurubar ko ye karoge to aapko cancer now this is this is not freedom of expression i mean a news channel has to has to have certain rules and you have to there's a certain yeah, mandate God, i think that's and different I think in programming there should be some sort of i don't think so i think that is different ki asking ki bhai aise ye ghutti daba ke fir isko pee lo tumhara cancer theek ho jayega bhai that is to your telling someone to take poison yaar or dil kill but no, that's not poison, was that but just advertisement like, or was no, 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 that no, no, they had shows they had full like shows around if you have radmont tuesday then you will 
not get whatever <laughs> okay <laughs> no, now some of it was as ridiculous okay, as that okay before we move on to the rest i have this one thing that i felt very strongly about and i'd like to know what the panel feels about this i'll start with joy uh, sorry sushant i call him joy guys if i keep saying oh, joy really? is, yeah mm-hmm. so basically you know um, a muslim man was dragged out of his car and beaten to death out of that van for that ca- cattle um and the rajasthan home minister <coughs> said what he said which i thought was shocking and i am no fan of the religious right and the bjp after i was really thrilled to see tavleen singh's column that's right uh, i was thrilled to see tavleen because no matter you know how much fun i've made of her of criticism in the past she did demonstrate that maybe her fundamental values are in place that although she is a modi supporter she was like this is where i draw the line this is not on the murder was the centerpiece of the week the same week a gentleman who blows my mind with his strangeness swapandas gupta writes a piece on indians eat may eat steak abroad but barra at home still a no no and he writes this long piece in his totally pata nahi textbook essay likh raha hai ki teacher i got 100 and 100 c i use big word the nambudri path se shuru karke ki bhai why beef eating is such a problem in india for me this is equivalent to when the ji juice chali jo bhi wo jo you know those guys who were killed there were many people who were commenting on the aesthetics you know especially one woman chali no that you know chali hebdo chali hebdo that the aesthetics of their cartoons hmm. many people are talking about how immediately after that in texas they had a mohammad drawing cartoon and you know there was a murder effect a murder attempt a lot of the liberals so to speak and you know there's some faloon liberals not to them they were murdered in the us who were talking about the aesthetics hmm. i was like 50 matlab 15 log mare hain aesthetics baat karne ke liye aapke paas zindagi padi hai it shows that you are not about values you are about partisanship yeah. who's no, i remember yeah. sagarika khos said that cartoonists should be more careful uh, no they shouldn't i mean you want no, to about careful do i'm it. just saying giving you an example of sagarika yeah, but right we talk about rational people we'll talk about sagarika later <laughs> 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 but but, but what enough. i'm saying is to me some people take the word cartoon literally like cartoon funny Hmm. a cartoon it's a comment is, also it's a comment is i remember when robert kennedy was shot there was what you'd call a cartoon uh, where he's giving a speech and their hands the drawing was the hands uh, people are uh, you know his fans are uh, and there's a gun in the hand so you know it's so, a statement so for me when someone looks at the aesthetics of either the meat or the cartoon when a person's been killed yeah will defend the indefensible even when uh hitler takes over he will defend that position for me that's why i think a person like swapan is very problematic he's as problematic as those liberals who were defending the guys who had killed charlie abdo because the aesthetics i mean yeah. if this is the time you're talking about the aesthetics of beef eating dude your fucking brain is fried you're fucked you're mad you you shouldn't be in public life you uh, you've crossed that frontier i i, I think see again i can understand where you're coming from but the mistake you are making is you you know going to another extreme fact of the matter is uh, regardless of what somebody's position on beef maybe incidentally i don't think there's beef available in india generally it's buffalo meat but that's besides the point vigilantism of any kind cannot should not be condoned it's as simple as that uh, and 
anybody who is taking law in his own hands see i if i have a problem if i have a problem with cattle smuggling there is a certain legal process there is a certain procedure i need to follow that if that is not working i have as a democratic right i have the right to picket i have the right to protest i can make a song and dance about Or it or you complain but to take law into my own hands to drag somebody out beat the shit out of him so much so literally lynch him and hmm. there have been a number of other such instances yes is just not on no but you know sushant what i'm saying is and you know anand please feel free to come in or uh, the other anand or manisha um you don't have to condone the act like all even all those people they were not condoning ki bhai all those terrorists who killed the chali abdo people uh, they weren't pr- pr- they weren't even addressing that they were addressing that there is an aesthetic to cartoons so they didn't actively say what those guys is was right but the fact that you choose to speak about the aesthetics at a time when those people are dead you have already made your priorities clear that is my problem with people like swapandas gupta sorry um, my rant is over vardhan you want to say something? yes see uh, last time i said that the indian right has never been interested in winning intellectual battles and it should not be so it uh, it, uh, so it has to be more working on ground with identity issues which are genuine swapandas gupta takes his intellectual role too seriously uh, too seriously also because he is an academic and his writing is academic and uh, he, uh, those are, he has delivered some good lectures his series of uh, indian on indian conservatism are good and he he was for a period of time he was courageous because uh, he was the lone man standing for right in a That's very true. very crowded liberal space 10 years of upa so he he braved all that so but uh, what i am saying that instead of uh, giving an intellectual justification for beef politics he should be more uh rooted in the identity issues which are related to it and try to explain that and so of course it is uh, indefensible to uh, def- justify uh, murder so yes sure um i i think uh, i kind of disagree with what anand says hmm. anand vardhan says that uh, the right right wing should not try uh, for what he says he should winning not try for battles. for winning the intellectual battle i i don't think that's that, that's right in the sense that uh, of course the ground reality is that 30 times as many people watch the hindi channels as they watch the english channels uh, maybe 100 times more people uh, read the vernacular and hindi newspapers as mm. the english newspapers but the real power of the politicians indian politicians uh, is actually dictated by what goes on in the english press the english media the people who read the people who discuss the columnists and all i mean all the things are in in the language which is uh, uh, you know understood and written and spoken of by uh, 0.001% of indians now unless you take in that space you are not going to uh, make the front pages of uh, papers yes i mean you 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 mm. have to have a counter opinion because what what otherwise happens is that uh, of course there are respectable 
maybe you can count them in you know uh, half the fingers of half your hand but a respectable leftist intellectuals still left in india but at Isn't the same time oxymoron so yeah, that is laughing leftists ko maro but the point is there are a lot of loonies on the left and if you completely vacate the space you you know you you tend to kind of give them Your, the space again history books will be rewritten and sindhi i'll take yeah. off the stanza about his family during the rani lakshmi bai poem you know, actually this argument this argument that you're making about the mistake that the liberals are making in india this argument has been written about in many articles uh, about uh, hillary clinton's defeat that it was the liberals who just didn't hear didn't listen to what was yeah. on the ground reality did not address the real issues that are facing uh, their country and i think our liberals also um just a stereotyped themselves into a slot which is not been creative as far as the liberal space is concerned is just stuck yeah. and stuck in repeating old stereotypes and uh not reinventing secularism for this age not reinventing the whole dialogue of liberalism and just being because they are stuck i think that is what happened and, and that's why the rightists all over the world are now triumphing uh, yeah i don't think they're triumphing i think that's a false narrative that's been set up netherlands we saw what happened france and probably le pen is not going to win trudeau won the us and brexit is being seen as some sort of resurgent right well there's I putin and there's modi look the point is the right is resurgent a a le pen in france Or the Netherlands what, election, was, was getting what four five percent vote? Okay, if at Let's all. Let's move on to double figures. Yes, not only double figures, much beyond hmm. that. He's the leader. Uh, right who now. could have thought that Gert Wilders would actually, and he he might not have won swept the election, hmm. but he's won big, right? Uh, so the fact of the matter remains that the way the right wing uh, and some of the right wing, even in Europe or in America, is pretty loony, right? But the point is that to say that they haven't clawed a lot of space no they have but there's no wave like for example brexit when you really break down the voting pattern when you see it and pew has you know got the data on that the people who swung it were not necessarily the right the what's that guy's name uh, who trump also loves faraj 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 became the face but a lot of people who voted for brexit did not do it for faraj reasons they did it because of the kind of regulation that whether you want to make mattress bloody the atta that you want to piece so belgium it decide so, see here's the thing uh, don't look at it only from the point of view of how people are voting and and i would strongly recommend uh, to read uh, a wonderful paper although it's very technical arrows impossibility theorem mm-hmm. where he actually proves that there is not any one issue on which people are voting exactly different people have different priorities and A, a a kind of a loose agglomeration of what they think exactly my point is what people vote for so so, there's so no the same nigel farage in the uh, uk elections which is just about 2 years before the brexit vote mm-hmm. uh, practically uh, i don't think he got a single seat so that's, if i'm that's that's my point so it became like it was his victory it wasn't a lot of people who voted didn't vote for the reasons that people claimed farage but anyway before i move on to the next uh, Manish, you no, have something I'm to add on that? Not really. Okay, I want to come on to Pakistan and Kashmir. We have the expert here. Um, for those of you, I'll just give some context. Me and Sushant have had many. Was it necessary to add Pakistan and Kashmir in the same? Uh... <laughs> oh yes, I forgot who I'm talking to. 
ओके फर्स्ट यू टॉक टू पाकिस्तान अबाउट पाकिस्तान एंड देन यू टॉक अबाउट कश्मीर वन इज यू टेक पार्ट इन लॉट ऑफ डिबेट्स एंड आई नो यूर एन एक्सपर्ट यू गॉट अ लाइब्रेरी फुल ऑफ एवरी बुक एवर रिटन ऑन दिस एरिया एंड यू रिटन अ कपल यू सेल्फ वैन आई सी दीज डिबेट्स एंड यू नो स्पेशली एंड यू बिन ऑन मेनी ऑफ अर्नब शोज I know it's not okay to say it and it may not but you know they construct debates based on this guy is not a spy because the indian government has rejected it he has rejected it a even if he were and in all likelihood he probably would be he's not going to say ha main hu matlab when a news debate is constructed and generals are taking part in it it is built on a mythology and so many people are consuming it a do you think that's problematic and b what is the way to deal with it because when you sign up to be a spy you sign up for this eventuality is there any resolution even possible uh see uh that's television right so if you're wanting something else out of it i don't think you're going to get it right huh. so let's leave that aside uh as far as this particular guy is concerned uh i'm not going to be brave enough to say that yes he was a spy yeah okay now uh, there could be a number of theories of what he was what he was trying to do why he had the passport if at all that is a genuine indian passport uh, what he was doing out there was he uh, trapped in the same way as now the pakistani media is saying that a pakistani isi officer has been trapped and there are there are amazing parallels between the two cases right so the point is i don't know what his background is nobody is talking about it Uh, nobody seems to know about anything about the guy uh, it's entirely possible remember one thing that that is an area which is notorious uh, for human smuggling that area being uh, the chabahar area okay. the baluchistan that belt hmm. is notorious for human smuggling uh, this guy had a dhau uh, was he involved in some of that activity did he if at all his passport was a genuine passport with a muslim name could it be that he got that passport made because as a muslim or pretending to be a muslim living in iran and doing business out there would probably ease things up for him uh, i don't know from the pakistani side if you look at just the confession which has been aired it is so problematic because there are so many loopholes in that confession that it's laughable right hmm. there's just too many inconsistencies in that even from the pakistani narrative we even don't know where he was arrested from yeah they aren't there giving are two any or three stories uh, and and assuming uh, because one story is that he was arrested from somewhere near quetta uh, which means that if he crossed over from anywhere on the border with iran he had to travel almost 700 to 900 miles um, kilometers to on that road which is crawling with security personnel right uh, how is that even possible so why do you think so, they would do so it? i do politically I, what is the game so for them so i would imagine because right from around 2002 2003 uh, when this fifth round of uprising against the pakistani occupation has started in balochistan hmm. uh, the pakistanis have been trying to peddle this narrative that this is uh, the indians who are sponsoring this thing Uh, and this for, helps them get that constituency at home to convince them of this basically yeah because see nobody wants to admit that maybe i have made a mistake and mm. you know i have screwed up big time as far as balochistan is concerned they have taken out gas from places like sui but till as late as the mid 1990s uh, the place from where you were supplying gas to all over pakistan especially punjab was not given gas itself uh, mm. it uh, in fact in the mid 90s gas was given piped gas was given in quetta right 
and in Sui, I think it came even later, if at all. So the point is that there has been, and if you look at the developmental indicators, all sorts of other things, uh, the situation in Balochistan is abysmal. Sushant, coming back to this issue, tell me, um, if given that he's a spy... Um, if he's a spy, you mean? No, I'm saying hmm. given he's a spy, I'm accepting he's a spy. Aren't there international norms to be followed? No. In terms of they can legally... They can, they, I mean, it's okay in international law? To aren't there, isn't is there... See, number isn't one, there international normally, law is a work of no, fiction. No, isn't this... None, <laughs> that no, may be no, so... No, 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 let me ask my question of you. Thing is that in the past, historically, whenever spies have been caught, usually there's been an exchange. Always, whether it's Russia and America, whether it's other people, it's usually been an exchange. What do you give the... What is the motive behind Pakistan doing this at this time? It is for to instigate something. It's not just a simple act. Okay, one, I, I must say this. International law is a work of fiction. International law can be summed up, jiski lati uski bhais. As hmm. simple as that, right? Uh, all these Geneva Convention, Vienna Convention, all this. Again, jiski lati We uski consider bhais. ourselves of having the lati, no? I I hope we have the lati also because uh, otherwise the swap is not going to be possible. Uh, so you think the, the swap is a possibility still? No, no, one second. Hmm. See, number one, prison, there is no set protocol on spy exchanges, right? Hmm. It is, so there have been times when a high-value spy has been caught, even in the US-Russia thing, uh, a high-value spy was caught uh, and the other side, until they could get a guy, comparable fellow, uh, there was no swap available. So, supposing you have a really high-value guy and you have 10 riffraff, which you have caught, there is going to be no exchange, right? Hmm. Uh, so, perhaps if this Pakistani officer isn't in our custody and we don't know, we just have the Pakistani narrative right now, uh, then there might be a possibility of a swap, provided uh, the Pakistanis are also interested. But they and they keep think denying, this guy... They, they don't even claim of, their own Look, people. everybody denies... No, uh, they don't even claim that their guys are Pakistani. Yes, he's Indian. No, no, because in the in the case of the Pakistani officer who's gone missing, hmm. they're saying that he's, he's an okay. officer. Okay. There are also some hints that he has served in the ISI from the Pakistani side. As usual, they are saying that he has retired some couple of years back and all of that. So that... It's, it's, there are very, very stark parallels between the two cases, right? But the point is that the Pakistanis have hyped us this Jadav case to a point where they think that this guy was the major ringleader and the guy who was involved in everything which was happening in Balochistan. And they've made it into a major political issue back home. So now they can't go back, basically. Are they, you know, the gum tree which they've climbed, will they be willing to climb down so that a swap becomes possible? So it will depend on that whether the swap becomes possible. Otherwise, uh, hmm. all bets are off. And the reason why they've suddenly passed this thing of this death sentence uh, is because there was nothing on the anvil that, you know, the court-martial proceedings had started or any such thing. There was not a hint of it. Uh, and yet, when all of a sudden you say that you announce the death sentence, it comes a day or two after uh, this news breaks of this Pakistani ISI officer who's gone missing. So I think the messaging from the Pakistani side was, okay, you've done this, uh, but this is not going to lead to any relief for Yadav. Kulbushan Yadav. And so uh, you have to do something else. Now, 
It need not necessarily follow that way. That might just be posturing. But we need to wait and see. And I don't think there's an early solution coming to okay. this issue. Panelists, do you want to weigh you on know, this? I, I remember, I mean, I agree with what Shushant has just said. I remember the, the days in the 80s, early 80s, mid 80s, when we had only Doordarshan. And mm. I remember uh, spending some time in Amritsar. And that was one city where you could actually catch Pakistan television. You know, you used to have those old antennas yeah. on the roof. And then almost every day, the Pakistan news, and Indians would love Pakistani serials, and you know, you would watch the Pakistani news. Almost every day, without fail, the Pakistani news said, Aaj do agent pakde. Ye So I think uh, <clears throat> we should not be concerned about what Pakistan thinks about an Indian who they allege is a spy. We should have enough leverage uh, to get him back. Yeah, irrespective. absolutely. Hmm. Absolutely. There's no question about Manisha. Vardhan. I was just wondering if Sushant would have been able to say so much at a TV panel <laughs> with <laughs> so much nuance. Good point. How much are you paying are you me for this? <laughs> <laughs> we and don't pay any questions to this. And can I just say, I, I watched Times Now and uh, Maruf uh. and obviously there are a oh couple my God, of Pakistani... The show? Hmm. Yes. Oh God. The, uh, no, uh, Shiv Shankar. What happened? Shiv Shankar, okay, I watched and the And a couple of Pakistani generals and they were like, uh, obviously they're paid to kind of incite, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so three times... Uh, Maharuf said, so there's Kulbushan Kharbanda, Kulbushan Kharbanda. <laughs> Even the Pakistani general had to say, ki, please. You told this Pakistani general I was watching that, I don't know, you got into the scrap with him. he's had famous And then he said, what are you telling us? All you do is keep buggering little boys over there. Which is a fact. Yeah, no, I'm sure it may be. After that, has he ever come on a debate with you again? Or they come I irrespective? I, see, I don't have a television in front of me. When so I you don't know who you're said, saying. Sushant, it, and most of the guys whom they get are actually nobody's. Sushant, you said I, that? I've been you looking at Pakistan for over two decades. He said that? that you, you said that yeah, about yeah, him no, with because, little boys? Because, no, because so in it, the context see, was, it was such a provocation. I, see, I, I'm one of those. I'm not like your friend Karan Thapar and the rest of this bunch. You know, this <laughs> so-called pseudo-liberal lobby which wants to give a platform to this guy, Abdul Basit and these kind of characters. I, I can't. You know, I can't tolerate the nonsense which the Pakistanis keep spouting. So the so, point is that uh, <laughs> from the Pakistani side, there was this thing that you are a rape, you know, you are a country of yeah, rapists and shit like all. that. Huh. Oh, and that's, that then was the good, time when there was this major scandal. Then you have my blessings. No, mm. that, that, that was the time when there was this major scandal which had erupted in the heartland of Punjab, just, uh, just a couple of kilometers away from... Uh, Lahore in Kasur. Heartland of pa- Pakistan's about, Punjab. Uh, 200 Pakistan's Punjab. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Western Punjab. Just in Kasur, which Pakistan is about 25. Pakistan occupied Punjab. Yeah, yeah. Pakistan occupied Punjab. <laughs> uh, which is about 20 <laughs> odd kilometers from uh, uh, from Lahore. Hmm. Uh, where over 200 kids uh, for a, a number of years uh, had been sexually uh, oh. molested. Uh, and they'd been raped and all sorts of horrendous tales. And there was obviously a major cover-up because mm. there was all sorts of things happening. And for the Pakistanis, and frankly, you know, uh, you have Pakistani leaders, including Jamaat-e-Islami, uh, the former Jamaat-e-Islami chief, who says that, look, if a woman is raped, she should keep quiet. She should keep quiet because that is what is, you know, he gave some silly no, the Islamic... No, are her- horrific in no, those Pakistan. Have changed. The Hudud ordinance is gone. No, no, though. they are still there. What the Hudud ordinance, Musharraf took it away, yaar. Aray, yaar, what nine, nonsense nine. are you talking about? I'm telling you, Aray, you, read it. you know, this is the kind of shit you people keep no, talking wait, about. You read, you read some headline and you think that this is <laughs> what has happened. Major reform has happened. Not major reform, the Hudud ordinance is gone. They are very much there. You want to have a bet on that? 
we'll check after this nahi bet karo pehle pehle bet lagao okay live hafta pe before this we'll resolve it i'll get on to the internet hudood ordinances are very much present all those things which are there in the hudood ordinances are very much present how many people do you know have been convicted of rape they pakistan so yes not hardly any no, musharraf amended the constitution when he was no, sitting no no there was no amendment of the mm. constitution there was a bill which was passed mm. which tried to re- bring about some reform uh, in terms of uh, what kind of punishment can be given and what will be the standards of evidence in yes, this kind of thing exactly right it was passed it it was passed at that point so of then, time but it doesn't change the main thing and 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 it's pretty ridiculous but the ridiculous. ordinance went na no no the ordinance went but the hudood so then i win the bet most every virtually everything about the hudood ordinances which are the more uh, what you would call the more iniquitous parts of it are very much for present. those of you wondering what the hudood ordinances it stated that if a woman is raped she has to provide for men of impeccable integrity and only men as and witnesses have, as witnesses who have witnessed the act of penetration uh, so based on sharia So the the assumption is for even decent men will wait for the act and watch and then come as anyway. Yeah, anyway. They're probably going to so, be rapists themselves. So anyway, can I just ask one question to Shushant? You know, on on a related yeah. subject. Shushant. As long as you start fighting, because then I'll also have to fight, and then it'll, it won't be. <laughs> no, and I'll I'll I want Madhu's opinion on that as well. And after that, you have to do a mail. Sure. Yeah. Mm. You know, I've seen this immensely disturbing video, Shushant, of a CRPF jawan walking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Not I. Not one, four. And I'm, you know, I'm a non-violent sort of guy, believe me. But I saw that, and my blood was boiling. I just want your opinion. What the hell is happening in Kashmir? See, uh, what is happening is that uh, the government, in its own wisdom or lack of it, has decided that. Uh, maximum and utmost restraint has to be exercised uh, and uh, you have these uh, these so called liberal lobby out here which says that you know why are you using these pellet guns little realizing that at the ground level out there even the pellet guns have been used when there was an imminent danger to the lives of the policemen themselves otherwise they were not used and what the pellet guns have done is that they have actually brought down the casualty levels i want to ask you know this this is so much of bullshit in the english language and i'm thank god that the english language press has lost its credibility because of the kind of journalists they have you go to kashmir hmm. i you know in india and thankfully kashmir being a part of india is similar in attitude i have never ever seen that you go to somebody's house and you say that you know your son has done this 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 no my son is innocent my in kashmir my son was coming from this tuition my son was coming from cricket match inevitably your son is coming at a time when there is a balwa happening yeah so this is so much of no, bullshit no, of course there, there's so no doubt about that those guys have got involved when you it, have kids of 12 14 years old strutting about like i'm commander so and so and there and no. please you have to understand the amount of cruelty and brutality that a kid of 14 years old who feels he is empowered and who hasn't got a slap on his face ever yeah, children are capable of life it's I crazy mean, discuss this but right? you you cannot you cannot demean your security force personnel Now, nowhere in the world you know these pakistanis who keep talking about the human rights violations in kashmir If this kind of a thing was to happen to any Pakistani officer, there would have been there would have been a mass killing out there. And these bloody Americans and others who come and counsel us, you know, just today a friend of mine was interacting with some of these Congress women who had come out here because they wanted to know, you know, these pellet guns, including a very 
senior strategic analyst, his wife, you know, these pellet guns, you know, they're really bad and all that. The point is that the Americans, wherever they have gone, the moment there is a whiff of a threat on any of their people, yeah. you know, in Afghanistan and all, they would fire with these machine guns, which were virtually like anti-aircraft guns, and kill 50 people in a go. But why were they, they walking, really why no, were they walking through such a hostile yeah. area? Exactly. Why were the, that must the, have been my, a patrol or something. My, I no, don't no, know. There was no patrol. They were not a patrol. They had their stuff with them. They had their bedding with them. They were going from either arriving or whatever. I think for senior army officers to have exposed their troops. No, that would not have been the army. That was the CRPF Okay, CRPF exposed them in such a vulnerable way. Yeah, I think that is the mistake. How could they allow them? No, no, how no, could no. they uh, expose them to that yeah, kind I, of actually, thing? Actually, that's the first. Surely, not, that's no, surely. No, Madhu, where I disagree with you is that it's not a question that they were exposed. The question is that you have to create a climate that you cannot mess oh, no, around. No, no, yes, we're yes, talking yes, about no, a long-term thing. No, you, can, you can create that climate fine, that but is, for that immediate moment, why knowing the hostile areas and knowing that what they could what could happen to them, I blame the senior army officers no, for no, exposing them. Okay, no, okay, calm now, everyone. No, no, no. Down. You need to talk about okay, the. Okay, one at a time. It's we a, are we are sounding like Arnab's show now. Okay. Whatever it is, they were whether it's the police, whether it's the army, whether it's the RPF. If you're walking through a hostile area and you're being abused, your helmets are being snatched, your bedding is being taken away, you're being mocked kicked, and beaten, kicked and kicked. I'm sorry, it's unacceptable. Or or you give them the right to hit back. No, but even if they have that right, I just think with four people there and a whole crowd, it neither will it resolve the immediate problem nor the long one. But anyway, we've got a longer podcast on Kashmir, which we will you can listen to. Uh, part one is free, part two is for subscribers only. <clears throat> I wanted to uh, just read one email and then we'll come back to uh, the two or three Why issues. Why are you absolving the senior officers? Okay. I'm we'll, not. I'm not absolving... I, I'm saying the army had nothing to do... I'd like to, to see a senior officer. Am, well, actually, I, we've lost more senior am, officers in I'm Kashmir just, than in the 71 war. I so am, I wouldn't Shant, say if you don't mind, far. I actually agree with Madhu. Because it, was, it is unacceptable to... Uh, Subject uh, to, to expose, yes. So the, what is this? No, okay. I find no, it unacceptable. We've, already, we've established that. We're not... We're, I, I okay, just last, need to clarify. Last. You are, you're mixing two issues up. One is... Where I disagree with you is that the army was not re responsible for the deployment of these guys. So when you say that, the, why did the army officers let? No, no, this I'm happen? not talking about no, army. I'm talking about whoever they were. The, the seniors is, should not have exposed them to that. Yes, that's no, it. See, the point is that not exposing them to that. So there needs to be some explanation of why these guys were pulling out. Maybe there were there was a change of duty or something like that, and these guys were pulling out. Normally, there is a proper bandobast when these guys are going in to man their pickets or man their posts and when they're coming out. I know out. that, but you're not so answering the question. Exactly you so have but to he point wouldn't the finger. Know. Okay, now we are... Know. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm not my show. for it. Please keep quiet now. I'm moving on to the mail. Letter from Pranay Nikam. Subject line, this is a rant. <laughs> People of News Laundry Hafta, this is a rant. I am being burning... I'm burning from within. The fire is being stoked and rages with every action the people of India take. I'm not well-read, nor from any prestigious institution, no accolades to my name, not a Brahmin, Malvi, or a priest. I'm faceless, commonplace, average citizen, pushed and shoved around as I make my way through the rat race. 
I am shocked and flabbergasted at the distortion and destruction of Hindu values. I believe in Hinduism. I believe in the idea of India that the forefathers fought and martyred for. I have no personal heroes. I don't believe they exist. Hindu value is a polarizing, violent, bigoted and barbaric concept or is it? It is not. It is what some educated illiterates claim it to be. It's not what Babas and Yogis say. Hindu value is nobody's personal opinion. Hindu values are not a bloody strategy and it's definitely not a force to reckon with. Hindu values as a concept is liberalizing, peaceful, accommodating and a modern set of concepts. But some people who I wish would... S- would I could s- slay, but the Hindu in me <laughs> stops me from doing so, have taken it upon themselves to destroy my Hinduism in India. You want to know how? Hindu value one. Aditi Devo Bhava. Ghanta. Recent attack on people with little darker complexion than mine are proof that Hindu values are in inverted commas. <laughs> Hindu value two. Respect towards others. Sarva Dharma Sambhav. Remember the scene from the movie Border where one asked by the villager why did he risk his life to save the Quran despite being a Hindu? He answered, Apne aapko bhula kar dousro ko sambhalna hi to Hindu dharma hai. Sadiyon se yahi to karta aya hai Hindu. Then he's saying it now it's all opposite. Then he talks about value 3, value 4. Savidya ya vimuktaye. This is knowledge which liberates. I hope he hasn't added Vasudeva Kutumbukam. Uh, anytime somebody mentions no. that, I want to take out a gun and shoot him. <laughs> okay. Why? It's, it's, See, it's that's because I'm glad. it's the most in the modern day and age. No, he hasn't mentioned that. It's a very that. nice concept, but most unworkable one. So, and okay. I, and, and well, I'll just finish this email. And he says, And you're making sure I grew of that. Up, I grew up I much so. like everybody else, thinking <laughs> the words of those running the government is gospel truth, assuming or rather having blind faith that my leaders shall not deceive, shall not cheat, lie or steal, but blatant corruption of human values, God complex of complex and lack of common sense has ruined this democracy. Yes, you read it right. A model of democracy has degraded like every model, like the very model ever created does over time. People get the leaders they deserve. Are we really as People, such blabbering idiots, unevolved, ungrateful losers that we deserve despots <laughs> for leaders. I look forward to News Laundry Hafta as the place for sane voices. Well, too bad we don't we don't kind of rise to that challenge either. That brings our, some, our guests do. That brings some calm to the storm in our mind, giving me hope that all is not lost. That till we are, till we exist, we shall resist and we shall be well someday. Some is he a subscriber? He's a subscriber. He's yeah. a, he says Hindu and proud of being a Hindu. I want to read Great. this mail. So it's a, you can read this mail. Uh, so thanks Pranay for writing in. Don't be so cynical, yar. Ummeed pe dunya kaya mein dekho. Main abhi bhi abhi bhi meri maa bolti hai, beta tu shaadi kab karega? Chote chote nikku kab khelenge meri god mein? Main kaha maa tu upay kar mat kar. Nikku bhi leke aayega. Khair. Chote chote nikku to hai, sirf ghar pe nahi hai. Oh dear. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. This is a scoop. Bang bang bang. Expose. Such a okay now. Sexist. And I know, I disagree with you on two things. Uh-huh. That English media has lost its credibility. Rajat Sharma and Sudhir Chaudhary are making a lot of names in the media. It is not unique to English media. Media is not what it used to be. And there are but there's still some great journalism happening. But I don't like not, this. It's cynicism. not unique to English yeah. media. So I would just want to point that out. Okay, now... I know, look at the Hindi media. No? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, I just want the t- panel's view on this entire... Um, sorry, before I move on to that, Joy, since you're here, this turnout, 7% and now 1% today, I don't know, what's the final turnout for today? Does anybody know? There was no turnout today. There was three people till 2 o'clock. There wasn't supposed to be an election today. 
there was in in no, uh, they postponed post post to may 25th 25th no, but where they does it does I it matter that's rajouri garden you're talking about budgam. no no she's right budgam there was there was one election today they moved the rest except this one yeah budgam it was had 1% like three people till till yeah. till 2 o'clock there were till three the people there were only three people she's right budgam someone said that why didn't they shift people. that this one also. eight hours into kashmir report only 1.5 we are media gets very excited when last year assembly whatever 50% turnout that it's an endorsement for india and then 1% turnout then does it have any impact on policy and should it no see you know to look at just the election just as and, and let me just turn this on its head uh, and let me use the separatist logic or those you know even sitting in delhi who uh, are allergic to india uh, saying that kashmir is an integral part of india uh, the point is that this lot also uh, when the turnout used to be much heavier Uh, they used to say that it doesn't matter so you know you can't have it both ways uh, exactly what i was two years back uh, the turnout was pretty healthy and today it's not uh, so there are some reasons for that number one is of course that it is a very very disturbed situation in kashmir uh, and my own sense is that it's going to take it's going to be there for the long haul uh, i don't think uh, there might be these temporary papering overs and the problem is that every time there is this temporary uh, calm uh, in kashmir everybody thinks okay fine it's back to normal which is what we saw in 2008 2010 during the other uh, you know times when suddenly there was a certain upsurge and even at that point of time there were many of us who were sounding out warnings that all is not well there is something happening at a subterranean level uh, you need to start addressing certain of those issues uh, you need to take so you think it's measures. gone downhill now it's going to go further it has down. obviously it has it's clearly gone downhill okay and uh, okay it's my question it's my question before you can get it back to and normal and give me a brief answer after i want to go to the rest of the panelists on another subject because we've spent a lot of time on this um i have this logic or this argument that which i think you also make that argument and i disagree with it that give them a freer hand you and i know we have spoken enough people who served in kashmir in the 80s and 90s the hand of freedom that they had then we know how far it went and what all they could do and get away with and which is fine i think i don't think they were any other way to handle what they had to handle so we tried that and that has given rise to a generation who's not even afraid of the army anymore they will because they are not afraid of death because they saw that shit how would giving a free hand change the outcome now because you've tried that once and failed what would change see the guys who are on the street right now haven't seen the free hand they had they heard they about haven't. that's why they are like the, the, you can hear about many things but they haven't uh, and uh, frankly they they've still been dealt with pretty crit gloves anybody who had seen what kashmir was in the early 90s especially 89 90 91 yeah. Uh, till about 93 94 uh, would know how bad the situation was then the situation is certainly not that bad today in don't terms, you think that because they stopped making such heavy handed you know, see even at that point of time the state had practically collapsed in the early 90s hmm. the police force had was practically non existent the government offices were not there virtually they were, they'd become dysfunctional so it became better because of free hand Of course you clawed back the situation. Okay. The problem now is that you have put so many restrictions that you can't take any action and I'm certainly not saying that you know you resort to barbaric action or something like that but if you have to restore law and order if you have to restore the majesty of the state 
then certain action has to be taken. Now, okay. the second and hmm. the more important part is that even once you restore, and this was the mistake which we make, uh, and this is the mistake we always make, that we we retrieve a situation and then we take our eye off the ball, which is what has happened in uh, Jammu and Kashmir. We took our eye off the ball. We didn't realize the kind of propaganda that was taking place at the subterranean level, the way changes were taking place in the mosques, the way uh, suddenly the Wahhabi influences had started creeping in. Uh, a whole lot of shit was happening. People were talking about it, but there was no evasive action which was taken. Okay, so moving... Okay, moving to the next. Now, let me start this with Madhu. Let me start this with Manisha. Now, Ram Vilas Paswan. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, because, you know, I haven't seen his bite. I've just got this from what I've read. And since I read English media, as Joy pointed out, I may have got it wrong. But I will check with Sudhir Chaudhary, though. Modi government to fix portions of food served in hotels. Ram Vilas Paswan said, if a person can eat only two prawns, why should he or she be served six? If a person eats only two, at least why serve four? Now, as a very small eater, I must say, I have always questioned, why can I not get half a plate? Because I never finish what comes. And people judge me, you to waste karta hai, tu waste karta hai. I said, you eat it and die. I'm happy, patla, dandi ki tarah. He has not said you must only serve two. That's what I thought by the initial report. Yeah, this was and I reporting uh, on Patrick Michelle Obama, when she had said, high school canteens and college canteens should not serve junk food. They should serve healthy food. She was... I mean, the loony, you know, uh, conservative right of US came after her. She's going after her freedoms. She's saying, I'm just saying, eat healthier. You know, that's all. So, no, are, we, are we, oh, sorry, you think, Manisha. are the liberals overreacting the way totally the overreacting. No, That's but not what's said. First, I'm right, right? They have not said, we'll no, tell so you what how much to eat. Ramla Swasan has, what the suggestion is from my reading is that when you go to a restaurant, you will be told the quantity of what you order. So, two pieces of idli or whatever, four pieces of vada. So, you can make up your mind of how much you want to order, which is really helpful. Because I always ask the waiter, like, kitne I do think the story all do, yeah. All yeah. middle class people so, do. So, the story yeah. points out... Exactly. <laughs> and I hate wasting food. Actually, the story points out the misreporting that was done initially. This hmm. was misreported by Hindustan misreported, Times. Like, yeah. you know, now they stopped us from drinking. Now they're yeah. stopping us from eating. And immediately the whole date was like, oh... Yeah. Because that's what I thought initially. Yeah. And, and then, then I, the debates and all, it's become so boring. I think restaurants food debates are like this. Of how some... A little tiny bit of misreporting can actually take the national discourse for a day and a half. I know, it's ridiculous. You see? Mm. And it's pathetic. Because it's anti-government or whatever. It is. I mean, very it's clearly it's a storm in a, uh, not even a teacup. And it was in hilarious. Katori. Katori maybe. Kullard. Or Paswanji, I saw his bite. It's actually quite funny. He's saying, what's he saying? He was asking a soup, he was asking a jug. So he's not saying to fix the portions, for heaven's sake. What he's saying is, you please specify the quantity. Uh, you know that you're going to serve but is this a, and the thing is this happens with soup in a Chinese restaurant where you say give one in two and it happens Shushan all the time we had this thing on Twitter I have been to this Punjabi by nature I don't know Niku ke kya wo Punjabi, Punjabi jo karte hai. Hmm. so I, I ordered two naan which is my normal intake hmm. and naan was like a bloody Afghan rug <laughs> uh, what the hell have you got and the waiters were smoking because... The one is to sit you know, on they... and the other is to eat. <laughs> no, but normally, the waiters out there will tell you... Yeah. They didn't. take one, it should suffice. If you want more, we'll get it. Uh, so I swear there was a smirk on them because... Ah, he got You know, maybe they saw me, a million let's go. So I had to fold the other naan. Like uh, one folds an iron shirt and take it back home. I mean, it was like ri ridiculous. So well, this is... So I think this is a case of how a highly polarized media 
does it does a disservice to news consumers because then you're you know you want to overstate everything but uh, is it polarizing so is it just just keep, let's go with a snazzy headline yeah. the whole it's party polarized right party it has an agenda cheap, and party cheap headline you know you Maro. take out a headline kr khabar chala do it's click but that's you know. that's what it is varzan hmm. irresponsible journalists get a romantic glow out of taking an anti establishment stance and it somehow uh, is uh, results in spinning the story this way I means so they they have this like i have to be anti establishment that that's why that every journalist should so, so, uh, so no, no i think no, 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 not just for the sake of it yeah ah. but i think you know th- there is but it's a human thing also i mean i must say i yogi is not me and sushant have had a long chat on this on the phone one day like i can't i see yogi's image and mere rag rag mein current daud uthta hai ki bhai ye chief reserve ka now I don't know that if you guys know. That has a romantic connotation. I was, <laughs> I was a There huge. Have songs made on such. I've you know done a documentary <laughs> film on water harvesting. Prashant's brother and I had gone and spent so much time in Rajasthan. Water harvesting is something that had actually got me interested in you know documentary filmmaking because I wanted to make his film on water harvesting. So I used to f- thousand things wrong with Jalalita. I thought it was amazing that what she had done was your map will not be passed unless. Water harvesting is part of your structure, new constructions. That same law is there in Gurgaon. Nobody follows it. Oh, okay. So anyway, so Yogi Adityanath had in his whatever first twenty-five, thirty days, I read in the paper. He says not in UP unless you have water harvesting in place. No new construction no, allowed. He's got this English compulsory. So I, I was like, you know, immediately I want to say now. See, had it been anybody else. someone i like let's say it had been kejriwal i would say tweet say what a wonderfully progressive now see i didn't tweet that out you see what i mean ek inherent although i really appreciate that act and i think maybe because of if he can get people dragged out of their homes and beaten up for you know hanging out with each other he'll be able to get this done <laughs> take a simple test that uh, if you are a modi hater and modi starts doing great things do you are you really interested in india doing well mm. you would want him to not do well mm. so uh, uh, if, even if that means that india does not do well so this is all that we, for the sake of country uh, i am say, saying this not you're going to say it to no no which is precisely the case in kashmir also mm. so you blame everything which is happening today on the bjp pdp alliance uh, and say that look you know when we were there it was all hunky dory but when Uh, you know uh, the worst time was when they Mr. were there. Mr. Karthi Chidambaram's father was the Home Minister. <laughs> <laughs> What that's, was that's the big nice uh, jhanda he uh, dug in Kashmir? What was his management of Kashmir? Hmm. Wasn't all sorts of bad things happening? And the and the real dangerous thing to me is, in my mind, is that what uh, Anand Vardhan is saying that this concept that my hatred for Modi is so much. that i need to pull this guy down mm. even if it harms the country yes that is the you problem. know this is something but anyway in all fairness that is something which has come now that was not i don't think this was there in any of the previous governments you opposition always has this uska dharm hai that to pull down a government right. or to you know question a government or to criticize a government but media ka shayad nahi hai but they always no even politicians now hmm. you know the kind of statements which people like chidambaram and others have been making 
Okay, you know, on, on international it's... issues, they came together. But I, I, anyway, I don't think that's unique to Modi haters. No, I think it's unique regime. to yeah, it's unique to Kejri haters. It's every unique to Rahul haters. Yes, it's yes. it's just I mean it's, I mean oh. it's common to them. Anyway, we just have time for two more things. So uh, if I could quickly touch upon uh, the anti-Romeo squads and the Durga. Operation Durga. Uh, I think Manisha, uh, just tell Manisha us about can that. talk about Rahul Kanwal. Oh, oh yeah, the fight God. with that oh, Hindu. So uh, you thing. have to watch this. We are actually doing a video on it also. But uh, Rahul Kanwal had called the Hindu Yuva Bhaini's head last night on his show. Yuva is youth, right? But that guy yeah. was not particularly Yuva. young. Yuva. So who Nein. is Yuva? They are young. That's the thing. Well, Amit, our reporter figured is what, 46 years old? He's still... Our young... And it was just spectacular TV viewing because Rahul Kanwal and this guy, it was... Like they were just, they were going to beat each other. Yeah, they were having a I street fight. And it was totally, Rahul was totally putting an act. It's so obvious with him that he just puts this up to sort of just get his views or whatever. It was just... He was hamming. By the end of it, he's like, you go, you go, you go. Like he threw him no, out no, of the But you know, no, no, that's not just him. Zaka Jacob did the same thing with again this guy who said, speak in Hindi, says, get out of my show, get out. Nikalo is a show, so get out. You know what I think I they're think doing? I think they're saying. I think they're saying. I think they're saying. Hindi is the only one. You have to say, 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 Exactly. I think that is exactly what Arnab is off air. Hor lagiya ki Arnab ka mantle con. Like Zaka Jacob doesn't do that. Yeah. And I'm convinced he was acting. I'm convinced Rahul was acting. I'm convinced Rahul was acting. I haven't seen Zaka Jacob. Which is why I said, I wasn't convinced that Rahul was acting. I think he lost control. No. The drama is real. Orchestrated anger is a spectacle. Something that television news releases. And it sells. No, I think Rahul just lost it. No, no, it sells. You can get yourself to lose it also, no, Madhu? Could be. Yeah, bottom line, Joe Bikta, who he Dikta. Because he kind of prides himself. Please subscribe. Because then we will not go down the uh, uh, that, that entire route of ad subscribe-subscribe-subscribe-subscribe-subscribe-subscribe-subscribe-subscribe-subscribe-subscribe-subscribe-subscribe-subscribe-subscribe-subscribe-subscribe-subscribe-subscribe-subscribe-subscribe-
showing that I'm crazy media liberal types um subscription and i've actually been <laughs> donating to their podcast over the past couple of years while they mostly do the us centric issues they do have a fair share of global news they deconstruct news items unlike anything i've seen before so do check it out if you haven't give it a couple of episodes because it's hard to get it to but i'm sure you'll love it i recently subscribed to 6 months for 6 months to news learning but i have an issue with the podcast i used to i use my own podcast app pocket cast on android and web i used to subscribe to your podcast rss feed when i was a free user and it works great but now i paid subscribe okay i know you're having problems with the paid the thing is you know uh, said first of all thank you so much hey, for this subscribing is a amazing business model yeah yeah somebody is seeing it free hmm. it works perfectly well somebody pays you no 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 no, no. <laughs> okay can i explain thank you for making fun of us okay now this is, is this is the thing sirf kashmir aata hai there is no man <laughs> no he's right because lot of us they jab main free karta tha tab ekdam seamless tha ab payment karo problem ho rahi hai See, there is no podcast player available in the market that you can put behind a paywall. Like there are seamless podcast players that we can just integrate into our website. But if we do that, you can't put a paywall. Can't put behind a paywall. For that, we have to make our own podcast. Because some of our podcasts are this side of the paywall, some are that side. So we made this one. It's not great. We're working on another one, guys. It'll be fixed. I'm really sorry, but just bear with us for a few more weeks. Thank you so much, Sid, and thank you all the subscribers who have subscribed. And Sushant, please keep a recommendation ready because we always leave our subscribers with a recommendation or two. Recommendation of what? It could be a film, an article, a book, or or a documentary. We usually recommend articles or some news item. But yeah, whatever you want to recommend. Um, so before we close, I just wanted about this election commission hacking EVM, the whole thing. They've put out the. We've discussed this before. Quickly, I wanted everyone's views. because um while what I, happened to the romeo squad oh yeah sorry we had to do the romeo okay let's do romeo squads first so anti romeo okay, anti romeo squads i read a piece on i think it's in today's indian express or times of india that the, calling it anti romeo squad it shows how warped our mindset is that we have turned this romantic hero into something to be reviled Qu- quite an interesting take and it demonstrates our indian mindset towards sex and love and all that um We have discussed anti-romance squads with Anand, so everyone's else views are clear. I'd like to know yours, Manisha's, and uh, and the other Anand's. Do you think this is basically incentivizing other states like where you live, Gurugram, Khattar, with his Durga squads, and it'll just snowball out of control? No, I see again. I think people are mixing up issues out here. Uh, the idea really is to prevent harassment. The idea is that, and let's admit it, it is a problem. and in many small towns especially in places like up uh, even in haryana it has been a major problem now whether this kind of an anti romeo squad or durga vahini or whatever you want to call it is the answer to this i don't know but so that is one thing there is a but need for but it's definitely creating vigilantism which are against yes again so the squad is supposed to be cops right right the problem with the cops is that they many of them uh, come with a such an antediluvian mindset that if they see a boy and girl sitting together hmm. they think it is part of their mandate to harass them hmm. also because you know there is some easy since this is hafta hmm. uh, there is some easy hafta to be made from these guys <laughs> huh. there is an element of extortion right so they probably need to rethink this thing but if there is a serious effort to ensure that there is this kind of harassment of women and girls and working women 
is stopped i'm all for it well uh, vardhan wrote a very interesting piece on how the he scrutinized the hindi media and how that was very supportive of this move while the english media is extremely yeah, uh, so, it's, see, it's on news here learning. is the thing it's a very popular move the problem in india is that you bring in a very popular you do a very popular thing but you don't know how to actually implement it on the ground so to harass couples consenting adults is complete no no but to crack down on guys you know who are so with impunity women. the root but anyway so um anand you have any views to share on this before we move on to evms and then we'll wind up oh if anyone has the two issues left on my plate one is maya code nani to examine 14 including amit shah i just think it's fascinating that this man who's heading the bjp is is going to be the alibi of this woman who's been convicted <laughs> for riots and and it's it it's called kosher now i think mahol you know लोग अच्छे बुरे नहीं होते सक्सेसफुल अनसक्सेसफुल वक्त अच्छा बुरा होता है एक वक्त था कि एक ऐसे भी कुछ लोग होते हैं कि उनके फिलोसॉफिकल है ना मैं मैं उस उस मिजाज में हूँ मैं थोड़ा फिलोसफी में मैं ड्रिफ्ट कर गया हूँ वायल अमित शाह हु इन प्रेजेंट फॉर द ट्रायल ऑफ हिज अलेजली गेटिंग समन बम्पट ऑफ इज गोइंग टू बी अपियरिंग फॉर माई कुरानी एंड इट डजेंट कॉज अ रिपल इज द ट्रायल स्टिल गोइंग माई कुरानीड so um anyone has any views on this and why this does not make prime time Wh- whereas you know hashtag um i don't know gautam gambhir should not EVM be told bm bahana that's yeah. times now's hashtag that's i mean do, do, do you think it's problematic how scared the media is of taking on the heavyweights what do you think sushant not necessarily see this is part of a legal process uh right now just the summons have been issued i'm sure if the day comes when the president of the ruling party has to go to court as a witness he may or may not go hmm. right now she has just said that these are people i want to include as my witnesses right you cannot force him to stand as a witness none of the people you can't be subpoenaed here no you can't be and in any case i think you have the right to say that i don't want to be part of it it's not the state which is summoning the person it's right. an individual who's summoning but Hmm. legal uh, the legal aspect of it aside i'm sure the day if the president of the ruling party was to go to court uh, to give some kind of testimony either in favor or against this lady uh, i'm sure it will there will be a bit of a media well, circus around maybe it. i d- I, d- i don't know i think i think it. if there was there would be now because i have seen prime time debates on an audio clip of one volunteer telling another volunteer that that time not even the delhi chief minister has said this to why a told b that i've heard x has said this to y they had three channels had a full one hour debate on it i mean <clears throat> let's let's face it amit shah par prime time debate karne ki main likh ke de raha hu no it's not kisi ke dam nahi hai boss not in english is, television well, let's media let's wait and see let let the time come let's wait and see whether he goes and gives testimony i would imagine that there would certainly be uh, the a uh, debate on what his testimony was what he is saying there would be a media circus the day he lands up in court if at all he does i'm sure that will happen now what will be the slant of a debate or there will not be a slant of a debate it will be one of those typical you know uh, go after each other kind of thing we don't know let's wait and see i why prejudge theek hai okay because that's what television usually does i was just wondering will they do that in this case we are not prejudging we are just wondering what we'll they do we'll wait and see then maybe Shall you can call us for another yes, we'll do that that's a good yeah. idea so let me start with madhu madhu you have any more comments to add 
or suggestions for our listeners? Not EVM. EVM, ha, sorry. We, how much time do we have, Karthik? Can you Ab hold up the clock? Your program, the medic. Okay, ha. No, because he keeps showing me the clock from behind you. Achha. So, um, yeah, EVMs. I'll tell you, I was surprised. EVM. Ha, EVM. Okay, I'll just tell you my view on the EVM. So, I spoke to a few people, you know, because I want to get a more informed view. Is it even possible? They said it's possible, but the logistics, we discussed it with so many. So, he said, you don't have to, and this was, I don't want to name the person because the person is a politician. And I thought he gave me a very rational view. He said, you don't, A, if you want to rig it, you don't have to rig all of it. You know, these are 20 seats you're winning. And out of these, but he says, even given that is very difficult to do because in every constituency, somewhere the candidate will be number one, the party candidate, somewhere he'll be number five. So that means you have to know in every constituency, whether you're first on the list or second or third. So you have to, basically, each of them has to be separately programmed, which logistically is a nightmare exercise. See, there are two things here. But what he says, what the which election commission has done today, maybe they've listened to him. As soon as this came up, election commission should have held a public thing. Here they are. Here's, here we take them, you fix them and give them to us. They've done it today. Had they done it maybe a week earlier because, you know, the no, slips are have, not coming so out. So there are two things here. One is, you know, that thing that, um, I think there's someone called Ashu 3, someone who's, who's a journalist, hmm. who Kejriwal retweets quite a lot. Hmm. Ashu 3 page or something like Ashu page or something like that. He started this thing that EVM, uh, you know, uh, in Bind or some place like mm. that. And the whole thing just rolled on. It was incredible how, you know, Aap just took it up. It was, yeah. As a complete hoax. So news. that's number one. MP. Total fake news. Fake this news. is the Madhya Pradesh one. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Scroll, in fact, is a very good story. On yeah, right. scroll. Okay. Explaining why. So, and that journalist Amara hasn't Arnab. apologized. Okay. Neither has Arvind Kejriwal for retweeting. Neither have all the Aap members. That's point number one. And what, I mean, and then you talk about, you know, uh, I watched uh, one of the few uh, walk the talk things I've watched was Shekhar Gupta and um, the election chief election commissioner, commissioner mm. uh, who was, by the way, uh, physically touched by Shekhar Gupta Again? about 10 times. He did, mm. indeed he did. But he said there's an open challenge for a long time. You show us, uh, uh, you know, how the EVM can be doctored. No one's taken it up. No, Kejival says, Hame aap do, hum aapko dikha denge. Bhai, you walk to election commission, you take up the challenge there. Why should the election commission give you the EVM for you to, you know, prove its step? So, no, now I mean, they've said, it's just gone too EVM, long. Let's see anyone hack and it. See, the Today EVMs, Amrinder Singh has said, ki boss, agar ye EVM is the best excuse for losing an election. Bottom line, hmm. right? You lose an election, among other things, you blame the EVM. The second thing is, look, you know, technically, everything is hackable. Even Pentagon and, you know, what have you is hackable. The point is not that. It is the logistics. And then, see, look at the sheer number of machines. It's, it's mind-boggling. You can't do it. And then you have to do it if you get all the machines and you can rejig the entire software. It's not possible. Individually and separately. it's not as though these machines are connected to the Central internet server. or something like that. Exactly. Kind of exactly. That's so, the more important point. I, I, Yes, it means, uh, as I have already said, means it is feeding on the readily available cynicism in public life that you can get away with any kind of uh, rumor mongering. Mm. So, because there is a cynicism in India, people don't trust public institutions, and it is dangerous because it is sowing the seed of doubt. Right. So it is undermining democratic discourse in a very dangerous way. First, second is the, uh, the uh, what Susant was saying that sheer logistical scale of it 
you have to have a bureaucratic complicity of at least uh, 200 IS officers for that who serve as uh, uh, presiding officers and you have to be sure that throughout their life they will not uh, spill anything. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So uh, yeah. that that and I think the motive is that they want to rest back the transparency plank, which Modi has uh, somehow acquired with this demonetization and even the optics of uh, drive against of, drive against um, the black money or something. Sure. So that. But speak of demonetization, my sister, who's an NRI who lives in Singapore, just came to India. And she had some cash there. And when she came here, she went to exchange RBI. They said, no, when you were flying in, you had to have declared it at, yeah, the, at the airport. airport. Oh my now God. you can't. Anyway, so the, she said, I, I, there was no announcement made at the airplane. You know, when they said, you feel, she says, we told them that airport authority didn't it's their fault. I'm just saying, dude. Achha, may I speak on the yes. EVMs? Hmm. Um, I think what Arvind has done is basically f- done more of that trend where an accusation without proving becomes a fact. And that has become a very dangerous trend factoid. in India. Hmm. It is called factoid. Okay, so any suggestions for uh, Anand? Let's start with you. Yeah, I would like to suggest something um, uh, related to um, tuberculosis today. Um, I would highly recommend a TEDx talk by one of my heroes, uh, very few heroes. And this is Dr. Zareer Udwadia. He is uh, an expert on tuberculosis uh, <clears throat> and he has given a TEDx talk on tuberculosis. I highly recommend it. He was the one who actually introduced bedeloquine, which is a new drug against tuberculosis. And if you remember, Abhinandan, we talked about a case where the government denied yes. a girl who was suffering from totally resistant Correct. You know, TDR, totally drug resistant tuberculosis. Yes. And, and she, her father filed a case. And uh, she was Dr. Udwadia's patient. And luckily the high court said, well, I mean, after the reasonable, um, you know, unacceptable delay said, yeah, fine, you can give her bedeloquine. So, uh, I mean, this is a country where, uh, you know, on one hand, we talk about things of, uh, you know, fixing um, prawns and sizes and all that stuff. And on the other hand, we have three million people dying of something which is totally curable. You know, it's absolutely curable. So that's a TED talk you must listen to. And yes. And he has suffered across governments at the hands of governments across, um, uh, you know, uh, the ca- different kinds of governments. I remember when he discovered this totally drug-resistant strain, our Indian government, at that time UPA, said, no, this is not totally drug-resistant strain. Call it uh, extremely, extremely drug-resistant. You know, like we said, differently, differently, slow, slow, fast, mm. fast, you know, that kind <laughs> of a thing. And uh, now, you know, obviously, is uh, again, I mean, the present government is against... Uh, so. He's a tremendous, I mean, he reminds me of, you know, that Kamu wrote that um, wonderful book called The Plague. We had the Dr. Ru. He reminds me of that. Okay. Wonderful. Please Manisha. watch that. So, uh, an interesting read in the Washington Post on uh, how the Germany's right wing attacked the media and now Germans trust the press more than ever. It, you can learn lessons from there. And tomorrow is Ambedkar Jayanti. So, I'm going to suggest two pieces by Anand, uh, which will be below this podcast. One is on his views on Islam. And the other is on his childhood. All right. Thank you, Manisha. Sushant, what do you Not recommend? Really. Nothing. Nothing? Come on. Push the recommend book, yeah. recommend on a person at least. Recommend Abhinandan, please. I mean, someone. Recommend? Kisi ko recommend please. I see he's got that look on his face again. Abhi maanu guys. Vardhan. Yes. Uh, 
Manu Joseph in Mint. Yet again. You recommend Manu Joseph once more, you'll have a hat trick. So, um, he has uh, demolished some of the liberal fallacies about Adhar hmm. in his last uh, column. I would res- like to respond to the mail that was... Uh, of which one? The podcast or the other? The no, that there was a mail about uh, the... Very Hindu. fancy notion of Hinduism, mm-hmm. and of course, cosmopolitan yes. Hinduism or something like that. No, he is fr- uh, free to s- subscribe to any idea of Hinduism. You need not be religious to be uh, talking about Hindu identity. I am not religious, but uh, I identify with Hindu cause. Uh, and uh, the kind of Hinduism he is talking about is precisely the problem with the Hindu identity or Hindus. And if it is not politically incorrect to say, I would say that it is a feminization of Hindus. The lack of lack of respect for martial values, right, lack of respect for courage. It may be politically incorrect, but if a Hindu is standing up, standing up, uh, amid a very hostile, armed, uh, uh, say, minoritism, mm. then, uh, and even if a, a, a writer, even if he's a writer, if he's standing up for his community, then there are numerous examples, numerous. You see in Bengal, in Nehati, 25 Muslim families forced 300 Hindu families not to celebrate Durga Puja for last four years. And the Calcutta High Court has wrapped the West Bengal government for resorting to minoritism, minority appeasement. The safest recourse uh, that uh, liberals have in this country to intellectual eligibility is minoritism. Because is what? Minoritism. That is uh, like siding with the underdog mm. and establishing your liberal credentials. Now, any so, uh, you say that uh, Hinduism and the, the current uh, lot of Hindus are tarnishing it. No, we, we need a certain courageous brand of identity consolidation and identity assertion. Okay, thank you for that, Anand. I I agree about the passivity, but I completely disagree about what we need to correct that. Okay. I think in this case, the medicine is worse than the like, cure, is worse than disease, kya hota hai? No, it's the medicine that you're viewing now. There are many other <laughs> ways of doing it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think... No, I, I mean, I just Swami think if, if, said if yogi is the answer to, be... to that, we are fucked. I mean, <laughs> we are no. even more fucked. No, you I know, think actually you don't know enough about yogi or the uh, or the tradition he comes from. No, no, I do. And and no, no, you don't. Yes, I do. You don't. You don't. I do. I do. I do. No, no. How do you know? Because I have read about his. I, I, I have read about. Who has written about him? One second. Hang on. Hang on. Who has written about him? I don't. There's no time now. Time's now. There is a certain tradition. So and remember a, one thing. Huh. See, so, my problem and, and my problem is on this whole Hindu question that there has been a sort of Islamization of Hinduism. Correct. In terms of it was an you know what the American so and the Western problem, countries. Nah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, of course it's a problem. 
but the what has happened is that the kind of very uh, wahhabist kind of islam which has started coming in we seem to have got more influenced by them when the fact of the matter is that if you if you go back into history the kind of liberalism which was there in hindu society was amazing it is it yeah, yeah but see there's yeah, no doubt so about that and that martial tradition was one very one much a part on, of it so it may have been a part of it i'm saying that whether i know about how much i know about this goraknath speech and how much you know we can have a test about that i know enough to say that my opinion is not altogether ignorant and irrespective of what the tradition of that peach is what Half the hindu what food. hindu vahini is doing today is out on the street for all to see oh hindu so, vahini is not about the goraknath but, but that is, is but that is, is a creation, sort of hindutva you know, anyway let's we'll no, have another I, discussion I, I, on I this i like to come in with a minute you know i huh. think I, I i i i really admire the pithy statements and intensely philosophical statements that <laughs> anand vardhan makes uh-huh. i'm absolutely serious but in this case if i may say so ana i disagree with you the kind of marches that the rss and its affiliates organized in bengal where you had four year old five year old girls carrying these huge machetes half their no, i have written on it you see have you guts to uh, restrict muslims doing the same on muharram this is this is again so, so why, on why, muharram why, why do you have, want to turn little and, girls and you see you see have, you know, uh, see yeah. if you are familiar with ramnomi processions in our, my part of the country in bihar and and neighboring state of west bengal jharkhand carrying swords is a regular affair during ramnomi processions the english media didn't get it it just exposes its naivety and it blew it up so if i can just add to that if adults are carrying first of all i find that problematic mm. i find rss people carrying dandas exceedingly problematic because there is a connotation attached to it mm. okay it's being offensive it's showing it's showing your power your martial whatever you may call it so if adults are carrying danda chalo fir bhi theek hai mm. i don't like it if adults are carrying swords that is intensely problematic but to have four year old five year old kids children it is regular girls, practice but, the, but that doesn't at all not a problem hundreds of anyway, it's, it's not a, a problem like it's, it's a it's a symbolism but, it's a symbol i am femi- no no person in my part of the country would be Uh, shocked to see that it's a regular but i have done it during my enough. childhood yeah, but, but, but that, that not, i have i have killed so, birds with my gun doesn't mean it's a good thing but anyway, no no i, I have not defended i have done it so it's not no no, no it's a part of the cultural process but there. that but so context, I, it's context, not the context it, 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 suppose uh, uh, <laughs> it's a just symbolic value if if somebody in uh, ramlila staging Uh, uh, carries that bow and arrow, and you say that you were very threatening. It's same. Fair enough, but I'm not sure with the what particular one he's talking about. I have seen the. I think Quint had done that documentary on they were training these little girls, or then a Muslim man will come and kill them. I mean, I've seen that. Fight ISIS. So I mean, I think the <laughs> assertion that everyone is doing it for symbolism is as incorrect and saying as saying that everyone's doing it for aggression. I mean, there are cases and that. Secondly, yeah, that's equally nice. Secondly, so, yeah, I fail exactly, to understand. That's equally nice. You know, I, I fail to understand this thing that. the this is i see that time and again that the hindu majority for somehow uh, you know panders to this paranoia 
and this came out with the census you know when came the muslims and you hmm. I, i told you know the the decadal growth is decreasing but are muslims 30% ho jayenge 40% ho jayenge you know muslims are coming muslims are coming you, uh, you know okay, this is actually okay, okay, and okay, once hindu and average hindu does See, not read census data you can't talk about the paranoia without asking what has been prompting it hmm. yes so the you question see, is that the way this wonky notion of secularism hmm. the way it has been practiced in this country is what has actually pandered to that paranoia or created that paranoia so fair enough so i for my to my mind if you have a law please implement it across the board for everybody hmm. no don't doubt. make exceptions for anybody and and to come back to the question of beef if beef is banned and it has been done by law over 50 55 60 years ago then what is the reason that people feel that there is a you know on many other things we say this is the law please follow it why is it on suddenly on a culinary habit you say that no this is interfering with my right to freedom it's a law it's a law hmm. so i you know i i think the nuance has to be brought in and that is where the problem comes that when you start you know just going and trying to you know label something simply because you don't agree with it i think that's where the problem starts coming in so paranoia but, but that is has been created deliberately but, but with the kind yeah, of yeah, actions which have been this, okay, this Sushan, but this labeling minorityism which has been labeling and stuff what i'm saying it's not unique to one party what we are saying is that like for example the frequency with which liberal is used as an insult is labeling of the stupidest kind everyone who says But liberal is trying to be a liberal themselves it's for want of a better so, word yeah so but anyway okay so i'm going to leave you guys with my recommendation for the week which is actually uh, now that i finished it i can recommend it ulake's book on vajpayee uh, it's very interesting and it makes you laugh out loud at several occasions on the kind of information he has and uh, you know i just think it's great that a book like this can be written now because uh, i mean i'm sure there were times where you know you couldn't write a book like this about sonia because who had blocked that red sari i don't know how good or bad that was but yeah. um uh, manu singhvi now i'd be truly thrilled if a book like this can be written when vajpayee was pm or when modi is pm or if you know manmohan ke kya likhoge khair so do read ulake's <laughs> book and i'll leave you with this song uh, i had thought of it when i saw the pictures of the children but i think it's of of the syrian children that we started this discussion with uh but i think it's ve- very relevant to the world we live in and call me a fool and and a, a, a liberal wanting too much but i think it's a good happy note to end this podcast on and thank you all for watching thank you sushant for coming always a pleasure next time we'll be boxing club and come it just ain't the same always you change new days are strange is the world the same if love and peace is so strong why are the pieces of love that don't belong nations dropping bombs chemical gases filling lungs of little ones with ongoing suffering as the youth are young so ask yourself is the loving really gone so i can ask myself really what is going wrong in this world that we living in people keep on giving in making wrong decisions only visions of them dividends not respecting each other deny that brother a war's going on but the reasons under cover the truth is kept secret it's swept under the rug if you never know truth then you never know love was the love y'all come on i don't know what's the truth y'all come on i don't know what's the love y'all the forgiven people dying children hurt and you're in pain when you practice what you preach and what you turn the other
laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent to catch all our podcasts on news pop culture current affairs and sport visit newslaundry.com follow us on facebook twitter and instagram and subscribe to our youtube channel